Hey guys, it's Sarah. Um, I'm doing this mini-sode alone today because uh, Dan is an essential worker, as I've mentioned, so he's at work, and we wanted to make sure to get uh, mini-sode 4 out to you guys on time, so I am recording on my own. But of course, Dan will be back um, for our regular episodes and for future mini-sodes as long as I'm not recording while he's at work. So let's get into it. So May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and if you don't know by now, all of our minisodes this month are dedicated to mental health. Today's minisode will be a discussion on depression. What is it? What does it do? How can you get help if you need? And how can you help someone else in need? So according to the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, the DSM-5, Depressive disorders have a commonality of the presence of sad, empty, or irritable mood, accompanied by somatic and cognitive changes that significantly affect the individual's capacity to function. These disorders include disruptive mood dysregulation disorder, major depressive disorder, persistent depressive disorder, which is also known as dysthymia, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, Substance medication-induced depressive disorder, depressive disorder due to another medical condition, other specified uh, depressive disorder, and unspecified depressive disorder. So all of those fall under depressive disorders in the DSM. While these all have the common features I touched on, they differ in timing, duration, and etiology. For the purposes of today's mini-sode, and trying to keep it on the actual mini-side, because I know last mini-sode wasn't exactly mini, uh, I'm going to discuss major depressive disorder and dysthymia, because those tend to be the most common among the depressive disorders. So major depressive disorder is characterized by discrete episodes of at least two weeks duration involving clear changes in, in affect, cognition, and neurovegetative functions, and inter-episode remissions. Symptoms for MDD must be present nearly every day to actually be considered present, with the exceptions of weight change and suicidal ideation. MDD is more than just being sad about a particular event. It is a full-on, life-altering mood disorder. It is something that cannot just be snapped out of a person and telling someone who's depressed to just be happy is never going to help the situation. Someone with depression can't just be happy. Those ages 18 to 29 years old and females are more likely to suffer from depression. Now, uh, this could be because of hormonal changes, neurological development, or just more self-reporting and more help-seeking. Because as we know, Men tend to not be as forthcoming about their emotional or mental health, nor do they seek help as often as women do. Psychiatry.org explains that symptoms of depression can include feeling sad or having a depressed mood, loss of interest or pleasure in activities you once enjoyed, changes in appetite, trouble sleeping or sleeping too often, loss of energy, increased purposeless physical activity, or slowed movement or speech, 
feelings of worthlessness or guilt, difficulty thinking or concentrating, and thoughts of death or suicide. And they estimate that one in 15 adults in any given year suffers from depression. But this is different than just being sad. As the grieving process of losing a loved one or a job is a natural process, though it does share some similarities with depression. However, depression itself can be caused by some of these events, but do not misinterpret grief as depression. In order for depression to be diagnosed, you must fit into the criteria explained before. Risk factors for depression can include biochemistry, so chemical makeup in the brain or faulty chemical interactions, genetics, uh, depression can run in families and it can be predisposed to someone um, because of a family member having it. Personality, so those who have low self-esteem or are easily stressed and overwhelmed can develop depression due to their particular outlook. And environmental factors can put someone at risk, such as exposure to violence, abuse, poverty, neglect, or other vulnerable situations. So that's why we're talking about depression today, because someone who um, has been through a trauma can definitely develop depression. And unfortunately, someone who's depressed prior to a trauma um, can be sought out by the perpetrator to inflict even more trauma and harm on that person. So depression is is all-encompassing, and you can have it before, after, during, and it's really, it's it's a significant disorder that a lot of people are afflicted with. So it's nothing to be taken lightly, and again, it's nothing that you can tell somebody to just snap out of. So how is depression treated? Depression is one of the most treatable mental health disorders. Between 80 and 90% of people treated respond well. Evaluation is necessary in order to be diagnosed and put forth a plan of action for proper treatment. Medications such as antidepressants can help the brain chemistry significantly. And no shame here. (laughs) Uh, I'm actually on an antidepressant. Um, I've been on two in my life, uh, not for depression itself, but for chronic pain disorders. And I cannot tell you how amazing I have felt after beginning my treatments. Uh, My pain has significantly subsided, and I can also tell that my anxiety and mood have been quite stable uh, since beginning uh, these medications. Um, So I was on one, and then because I can't be on two um, antidepressants at the same time, I had to switch off and go on to another one. Um, But I'm so relieved and happy that I've been finally able to be prescribed a medication that's working for my uh, for my chronic pain. Um, and honestly, there, there shouldn't be any shame in taking medication at all. And there shouldn't be shame in having a mental health issue. Um, as mentioned before, depression is extremely prevalent and going through whether it's clinical depression, you know, MDD, or if it's something that you're just having a tough time with something, it's, it's nothing to be ashamed about. It's nothing that shows weakness, Um, You know, sometimes our brain chemistry is just not working the way that we need it to. And that's through no fault of our own. 
we unfortunately um, are afflicted with a lot of these things and we can't help it <laughs> um, ourselves. So we have to seek help from others. And again, no shame at all in that. I personally believe that every single person on planet Earth can benefit from going to therapy and and speaking to any sort of therapist, whether it be a counselor, a, a social worker, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, um, you know, going through particular treatments um, or getting medication. You know, I don't see the harm in that. Um, I think that it shows great strength to be able to identify that you need help. Um, a lot of us do, and we, we, we should want to help ourselves and we should want to get better and we shouldn't worry about what others are going to think or say about us because we're helping ourselves and we're the only ones that matter in opinion to what we're going through. It shouldn't matter what other people think. And I know that that's also not an easy thing to just snap out of. You can't always just decide, I'm not going to care what someone thinks about me. But to have lifestyle changes where every day you are thinking, I'm in charge of me. I'm the one who needs to make sure that I'm okay. And I can't rely on someone else. And I can't think about what others are going to think of me because I'm getting myself better. That should be the only thing that matters. So if you can try to say that to yourself every day and get yourself motivated, it may take a while and that's completely fine, but try to motivate yourself to want to seek that help. And once you step out that door and you go forward, it's all going to get better from there. So psychotherapy is another form of treatment, which is also called talk therapy. Um, and again, I think that so many people can benefit from this. So this can be used alone or in conjunction with medication. Uh, cognitive behavioral therapy is the most common and has seen to be very effective in treating depression. It is focused on the present and problem solving. It is designed to help a person recognize distorted thinking and change their behaviors and ways of thinking. And this doesn't happen overnight. This is something that takes session after session to get to the root of the issue and solve the why and how. One last treatment option is um, electroconvulsive therapy, ECT. This is generally used for patients with severe MDD or bipolar disorder and who have not responded to other treatment options. It involves a brief electrical stimulation of the brain while the patient is under anesthesia. So there's another um, option also called... Um, course, I can't think of it right now, what it's called. Um, but it's it's similar to electroconvulsive therapy, except that the person is awake and it's not stimulating the brain as much as ECT does. Um, because again, the person's awake, they can't feel it. So it's not stimulating. It's not sending electrical signals as strongly. But I've, I've seen it in action um, and I've talked to a few people who have had it done for their depression. And um, they've said that, you know, medications didn't work for them. 
but this process is working for them. They said that they feel their depressive um, episodes are are much less frequent, um, much less in duration, and they're not feeling as depressed as they had prior to the the sessions. But again, these are things that take, um, you know, a few sessions over and over. You can't just do one and think that everything's going to be good. You know, you got to you got to go through it a little bit um, in order to really alter what's actually happening in, in the brain. And again, if it's, if it's true, um, you know, chemical misfiring medication or ECT might be the option because you have to alter that chemistry. If it's more an environmental thing or, or trauma, or, um, you're just predisposed to it, um, you know, something like that, Maybe uh, cognitive behavioral therapy is the way to go because it's more about behavior changes and mindset changes rather than chemical misfiring. So, you know, when you go see your therapist or counselor or psychologist or psychiatrist, whoever it is, you know, they'll evaluate you and they'll figure out what exactly it is that's triggering this depression and what is going on inside your actual um, brain and what the chemistry makeup is. And whether it is a, a, a chemical thing versus something else. And then they'll be able to figure out if they need particular treatment options for you. So it's always good to go to someone who you trust. Um, I think I discussed this on another episode. Go to somebody that you trust. You know, you can shop around because, again, not all therapists are created equal. And not all treatments are created equal. Some are much better than others. Some some counselors are better than others. So if you feel uncomfortable or your relationship with that counselor or therapist isn't exactly how you want it to be and you're not getting um, out of it what you thought you would, seek someone else. Don't think that everyone is going to be exactly the same. And if you go to one person and you're you're not liking the outcome, don't think that that's the end-all be-all. You can either continue going and see if more sessions help or seek someone else because it's really necessary to find that comfortable level, that comfortable relationship, and the relationship that's working best for you. So really quickly, um, I mean, we're only at 15 minutes, but really quickly, I want to touch on dysthymia before we go into uh, self-help and coping mechanisms. So dysthymia, which is also known as persistent depressive disorder, is a more chronic form of depression. The Mayo Clinic describes dysthymia as continuous long-term form of depression with similarities to MDD. However, what is significant about dysthymia is that it may come and go over a period of years and the intensity of the symptoms can change over time. So generally, symptoms do not disappear for more than two months at a time, and you could have MDD in addition to dysthymia. So for someone who has depression, you may be able to help yourself through, and regular exercise can help create positive feelings and improve mood as it releases endorphins, which are the happy hormones. And trying to get enough quality sleep and staying on a healthy diet and removing alcohol from your diet, because alcohol is a depressant, if you guys don't know, 
um, that can add to the depressive mood. So if you are drinking a lot of alcohol and you have depression, it's actually counterintuitive. It's not helping the situation. Um, you, you might think that it is because it's numbing you, but it's, it's not, I'm, my apologies. My dog is barking. He needs water. So, <laughs> uh, you might hear him for the rest of this, but I'm almost done. So diet, exercise, these are things that you can do on your own. Um, and if they are not helping, then seek help from, from a counselor or a therapist or a psychiatrist or, you know, someone out there who is an unbiased, uh, source that can give you treatment options. Um, but you know, first and foremost, it's you, you can help yourself. Um, you can figure out coping mechanisms that work for you. You know, if you're depressed, think about, um, the activities that you do enjoy. And again, if this is a chemical imbalance, um, doing some of these things might not work perfectly. Um, you know, exercise will probably work for a chemical imbalance because again, it releases endorphins. Um, it releases serotonin. Um, and a lot of times serotonin is what is making the depressed person depressed. You know, there's not enough serotonin happening, um, firing in the brain. So exercise for, um, chemically induced depression is probably going to help a little bit or significantly. But if it's something that's more like, um, a behavioral thing or just a way of, of thinking, a mindset thing, then think about something that you really enjoy doing. And I know it's very difficult for somebody who has depression to actually get up and go do the thing. But sometimes it only takes baby steps. So maybe one morning you just sit up in your bed and you look out your window and you just listen to the birds. Or if it's raining, just listen to the rain. Just do a little calming, almost meditative part. And that's it. Day one, that's it. Day two, maybe do that and then get up and just take a walk around your house. Just, just a little walk. You don't have to do anything further. Just a little walk. Just to get yourself up and moving. Day three. Do all of that and maybe just take a nice calming shower. Just sit in the shower for a little while and just, again, do a little meditative thing. And eventually you might start to come out of this way of thinking that, um, you know, everything is, is bad and that you're, you're not worth anything and know that you are. Know that you are worth so much and that you don't have to feel like this. There are people out there who are going to help. There are people out there who want to help. And you can help. You can help yourself so, so much when it comes to something like this. And like I said, if there's something that you used to enjoy so much, whether it be something, maybe painting, Maybe painting was something that you really, really loved to do. And now with your depression, you're just not feeling like you can do that anymore. You're just exhausted. You're just out of it. You, you, you just don't want to get up. Start with those baby steps. Start moving 
a little bit every day and then maybe one day pick up the paintbrush and don't do anything with it. Just, just hold it in your hand and try to remember what it felt like when you were painting, when you were holding that, when you were truly excited about that painting, about that task. And then maybe in the next few days, you'll, you'll start to paint something. And it doesn't matter what you're painting. It doesn't matter who you're painting for. Just think about how you felt when you truly, truly enjoyed that activity. So that's really what I want to stress about helping yourself. And again, if, if these things are not working for you, 100% seek help from someone else. Call a hotline. Um, see if there's, uh, you know, because a, a lot of times with therapy, some people don't go to it because their insurance doesn't cover or something like that. And I completely understand that. Um, so maybe, uh, you know, call a hotline and see if there's uh, free help. Um, I think there is something called Better Help. Um, I don't know if that's the one that Michael Phelps uh, endorses, but um, I will get the number for that and I'll put it in the Instagram post for this. Um, but you can always talk to a counselor on there as well. Um, and then I'm also going to give you information again for the crisis text line. Um, but there is one more point um, that I want to make before we end today's episode, and that's what can you do if you know someone with depression. So maybe you're not the person who's going through it. Maybe you have a friend or family member who is. And these are things that you can do to try to help that person. So being there for them and listening to them are the two most significant things that you can do. They are the most important things. Don't think about trying to fix the problem. You want to just listen and you can start a conversation with them by asking things like, you know, I've been feeling concerned about you lately. I, you know, I wanted to check in with you. How can I best support you right now? Just ask them how you can be there for them. And if they say, I don't need your help, that's fine. That's fine. Let them know that you're there and that's, that's all you need to do. Let them know that you are there to support them and help them in any way that they need. And do not try to blame them. Do not tell them to get over it. And do not tell them that smiling will make it all better. Um, I know that, you know, there are reports that smiling can help, it can help improve, um, your, mood. But when somebody is suffering from MDD, it's really smiling is not going to just snap them out of it. Um, so just listen, just listen and be there for them. Encourage them to seek help. And again, just, just be there. So for anyone who needs resources, you can always text the crisis text line by texting HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741741 or going to their website at crisistextline.org. You can also call the National Suicide Prevention Line. Sorry, 
just going to close my door so that you don't hear him barking anymore. Um, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-723-8255. And you can speak with a counselor there. Um, or you can go to their website, which is suicidepreventionlifeline.org. No one should go through this alone. So please know that there are people out there ready and able and willing to help you. You can also always DM us on Instagram at Blackbird Advocacy. Um, I'm not a counselor, but I am an advocate and I am always there to talk and provide information when needed. Um, you know, sometimes it just helps to talk. So if you need someone to talk to and you don't want to talk to those other um, hotlines, I, I'm there. Message us on, on Instagram and I'll, I'll try to do my best to, to just talk to you. And again, if you need information, I'll give you whatever information that you need. And so that concludes mini-sode four of Blackbird. Um, we, well, I, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. And, um, Dan and I would really love if you could leave a review and tell your friends and family about the podcast and especially about the May episodes, um, regarding mental health, because that's just such an important topic to discuss and for people to, to know and understand. So if you or someone you know has a story you would like to share on Blackbird, you can email us at blackbirdadvocacy at gmail.com. Um, all references for this episode will be in the show notes. And as always, stay safe. Know that you do not need to suffer in silence and continue to social distance if you can. Thanks, guys. <laughs>